On this week's episode, it's all about football. We're talking the CFL, Brady, Flores, and of course, the Super Bowl preview. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 5, Season 2, Points of Penalties. For all our listeners, we'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. For all our viewers on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to our channel by clicking the PMP button in the bottom right of this video. <laughs> and no matter how you uh, listen to PMP, give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. Once again, my name is Josh, and with me are my co-hosts Kevin and Jesse. Peter is MIA today because he forgot that he needed the internet to do this. <laughs> Anyway, Kev, let's start up with you. What are you drinking tonight? Well, guys, I'm going to get it out. This will be my first uh, drink of the day, unfortunately. Uh, it's not my forte to do so, but I'm having myself a little bit of a Vax. It is a, uh, it's a 8% beer. It's a strong royal. And let's give this sucker a taste. It's a strong royal. Get ready for it. It's a Danish beer, too. <laughs> Puke. Yeah, that's not too bad at all. No puking, Kev, after your not yet. night last night? Not not yet. I mean, <laughs> they, they could be um, right at the MVP segment, but we'll see how it goes. Jesse, what are you drinking there, bud? Uh, I am as well drinking a fax. This was not planned at all. Pretty big shocker. But I'm just drinking the fax premium. And like I said, it's a, a Danish beer. I've actually been to the town fax in Denmark. Pretty cool. The brewery there is pretty... Awesome and very old. It was uh, 1901 when they first started producing this. And yeah, mine's just a lonely 5%, but I will be start trying this right away as well. Solid. One of my favorites. I get it, I usually get it all the time. Um, but this one, the wife surprised me about it. So I was pretty psyched for it. Yosh, are you having a Danish beer as well? I'm not. I'm staying local, boys. I've got Furnace Room Brewery out of Georgetown. It's called the uh, Fermentator Double IPA. It's pretty cool, fancy cartoon uh, can there. And uh, Kev, I can't let you take the triumph today. Not by yourself, anyway. I also have an 8% beer. So you and I, we unite tie, and Jesse's clearly the bitch. Womp, womp, womp. I have to give it up once in a while. You guys aren't getting wins anywhere here. In That's the, fair. The That's second fair. season. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See, damn it, we should have changed it. You should have had a minus for the, the bitch beer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to try this one for uh, my first time. I'm going to crack it open here. Give it a whirl. It's, it's more citrusy than I thought. I like it. I like the citrusy. So you like the citrus beers? Yeah, I do. Yeah, see, I'm not a huge fan of them. But... It's not super citrusy, like, but it's more than I thought it was. That's good. Anyway, that's our drinks. Kev, you and I are probably gonna be wasted after a couple of these eight percenters. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> good. Let's extend this lead. Mm, more points for Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jess, why don't you start us up? Uh, there's some oh, a couple pieces of big news in the NFL this week. Yeah, huge news. Tom Brady retires, but we'll talk about that later. But he did come out and said he retired. And then Brian Flores dropped this bombshell that he is suing the NFL. The three teams involved in this that he's suing as well is Miami Dolphins, Denver Broncos, and the New York Giants. 
again, it's about uh, alleged racism in hiring practices. So in the hiring practices, the NFL has created a rule, the Rooney rule, where they have to do, they have to hire or do an interview of a minority outside the building, an external interview. And now they've increased that to two. So what happened here is there's a couple of different things to this suit. So we're going to talk about what happened between the owner and Flores, because he alleged that Stephen Ross, the owner, attempted to incentivize him to tank in his first season for the Miami Dolphins. And he said he'd give up $100,000 for every loss that season. Flores says that as the team won games late in the season, Dolphins general manager Chris Greer told Ross was mad, told him Ross was mad that on the field success was compromising the team's draft position. Now, he was, this was the 2019 season. It ended up being that Miami started winning games near the end of the season and they lost out on the Burrow sweepstakes, which we all know Burrow's in the Super Bowl this year. So, yeah, that's a big guy to miss, right? Like he's friggin', he's, he might be the next Tom Brady. Hopefully. Possible. possible. (laughs) So, additionally, Flores alleges that Ross pressured him into recruiting a, a prominent quarterback. At the end of the 2019 season, which was rumored to be Tom Brady, the coach refused so not to violate the NFL's tampering rules. Ross invites him to the yacht in which the quarterback was there, and he said, uh, and he left the yacht saying he doesn't want any part of this at all because that would be again tampering and everything like that. And then this created what where the ground workings of his firing is what he is saying, because we already talked about his fire. We all we were kind of shocked about it. And Flores was refused the yacht meeting because he didn't want to deal with the tampering. And this created issues with him being fired because of him being difficult to work with. And that was what the source was for him when he was fired that he wasn't getting along with upper management or like Chris Greer or the. So cause he wouldn't cooperate with cheating and be doing things that you're not supposed to do. Right. That's and why they're saying that he was hard to deal with. Yeah. So like, it's, it's pretty crazy too, because first seasons with back-to-back winning seasons since they've had since 2003 and yet he was fired. So he might have a case here. We're going to get into that was for the Miami now with the giants. Flores has alleged that the Giants interviewed him last month for their head coaching vacancy uh, for no other reason to comply with the Rooney rule. So what happened in this, this issue and why he's found evidence is because Bill Belichick lost his, where who he's texting. He thought he was texting Brian Dable, but he's actually texting Brian Flores, congratulating him on getting the job with the Giants. And Flores hadn't even taken an interview yet. Belichick fucked the Giants on that one. <laughs> so, like, you can tell that there's a lot of, like, other text chain messages that everyone is in else on. But Belichick is because a lot of them come to him for hiring and everything like that. So it's mm. it's pretty crazy. So what have the storyline that I have here, it was three days before he was supposed to get the interview where he got Belichick's text messages. And then he actually went to the sham 
interview just to see if they were actually going to follow through with this and everything like that. He was giving them an opportunity to change his mind. And that wasn't the case. And then afterwards, he filed this lawsuit against them. Another issue was with uh, in 2019 when he was uh, still looking for a job before the Miami Dolphins job. So in 2019, Broncos head coaching search that included the general manager, John Elway, arrived late, an hour late, and hungover, alleged drinking heavily the night before. So again, it might have been a sham meeting because this was when they hired Vic Fangio. So he's got a lot of evidence towards this uh, this suit right now, and especially with those damning text messages from Bill Belichick. So my question to you guys is, do you think this lawsuit has merit? It definitely seems to. Um, when you add in the extra Hugh Jackson aspect to this as well, who agrees – uh, that other teams, like he was, when he was with the uh, Cleveland Browns, are, were kind of doing the same thing. They weren't necessarily bribing him to lose the games, but they weren't necessarily trying to win the games, uh, is what Hugh Jackson is saying. So he, he walked that back. He said that that wasn't the case. Okay. So I don't know. I I don't want to challenge you on this because I don't know if, like what's going on because it seems pretty shady for him to say like because he said like they were going to pay him like fifty thousand dollars to lose games, and it was one of. Cleveland's worst stretches mm-hmm. like they with his tenure they, they won like I think the first two seasons one game that yeah. was when they had the 0 and 16 and they went one yeah. or one whatever 115 so it was it's pretty interesting to see if that is true or not like I he's come and said he's rolled back that but I don't know if that's if that's someone getting to him or something like that like it seems weird right okay and, so and it was a bad stretch yeah, even so, you know, if, if if it's a totally separate story or whatever, the timing of it, like, why would he come up with it and then and then pull back, right? That, like, immediately. That's kind of goofy. So, like you said, maybe somebody got to him. So, but that's neither here nor there. But because of that, it, it really makes me believe that there actually is a, a merit to this to this suit, you know, especially with, like you said, those uh, those texts from, from Bill. Like, this probably wouldn't have come to light had it not been for Bill's fuck up here. You know, or not for a long time. He said he he thought he was talking, like you said, Jesse. He thought he was talking to uh, the coach yeah, that actually got the job, Brian Dable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then and at the yeah. at the end of that text message that I saw on the um, on the sports show showed at the very end that Bill Belichick says, "Ooh, I thought I was talking to," mm-hmm. well, instead of having you know, my bad. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, as of right there, there's your merit. I mean. How can this guy say you got the job and hasn't had the interview yet? Yeah, like, I mean, I could see if the Giants, you know, you could say that, oh, we really like Dabble and we're going to, that's who we want to go with. But for then you to go and tell Belichick that, that Dabble's got the job, and but well before Flores even gets the interview, that, like that's, I don't know. Like, to me, okay, it might be a sham interview, but at least conducted professionally so it's not a sham interview right if you i mean whether the guy's black or white if you really want this coach and they he seems to fit your scheme of what you want to do i understand not interviewing more candidates but based on you know based on what's what's going on here by telling other people outside of the giants upper brass it definitely seems like there's uh there's a sham here and that i I think there is merit here and i'm it'll be interesting i don't think He's already said that himself, he might not get another head coaching job. And, but I, so I think it's bigger than him coaching. I think he's worried about, you know, trying to fix it. 
is what he wants to do. Right. So that was my second question was if he'd get another job. The other thing too, is there's only one other black coach in the NFL right now. Like I know the Dolphins just hired like literally before we got on uh, McDaniels from San Fran and he's biracial. But before that was just Tomlin. Like they had Rivera who's Latino and then they had Sala who's Lebanese, I think. So he, like they do have some minority coaches, but when the Rooney rule came in play, there was more black head coaches in the NFL than there is now, right? which is crazy. So, and I get what the Giants did. So their GM, Joe Scorn, I think his name is, he also comes from the Buffalo execs, right? So he wanted a package deal or the owner probably went, wanted a package deal with the, with the bills guy being Brian Dab- Dable because he was the offensive coordinator for Allen. Right. So yeah, like I, that makes sense to me, but don't be telling everyone he's hired before. That, right. right. That's the thing. Like, And there's been lots of, I've read a bunch of other stuff. Like there's a lot of people doing these sham interviews and the giants have never had a black head coach. And they, from what I've heard and listened to, they've been doing the bare minimum of the Rooney, Rooney rule. Like they've been just, they've just been interviewing one outside minority coach, right? Like, so it's, it's pretty interesting that they, they continue to do this. And we already talked about them, like how they have fired coaches that only have two seasons and a lot and three consecutive uh, time coaching hires. Right. So it's, it's weird that they, they continue to do this, like, let some other people have a chance. You, you got to think that this is going to shake, obviously, Flores' career, but he was he was happy for Dable that he got it. He just didn't think the the practice, the way that the Giants went was was the issue, and he thinks that also falls on the NFL. But he, he's really just going after the owners, really, is what he said. You know, like for the first part, the first portion of the lawsuit, like because of the $100,000 per loss, I would not put it past the Miami Dolphins to do that. I also wouldn't put it past a team like the Cleveland Browns to do something like that. So that's, you know, and, and they were shit for so long, right? So that's the thing. It propelled them to what they are now, right? Well, right. Exactly. When you get all those draft picks, you know, up in the higher end consecutive years, you're definitely going to end up being better, right? In the, in the coming seasons. Well, you hope anyway, if you're, if you're scouting and you're drafting is good. That's crazy. Uh, his, for me, will he get another coaching position? It will depend on this suit. If he is right and, and they find that the other parties in, in all aspects are guilty and there's nothing made up about Flores' story, then he 100% gets another job. Hmm. The NFL, yeah. or do you think you'll get another one? Say, yeah, All right. but that's gonna. This is gonna yeah. take a while. Like, it's not gonna. This decision is not gonna go through the courts in a day, right? It's gonna take a while. So, I mean, maybe not as long as I think it might. I don't know. I can't give you a time frame, nor does that matter. But I think if if he it comes out on top without settling, because if you settle, you're just saying, you know what? Okay, maybe I wasn't 100 truthful, right? You're like, let's let's get this uh, out of here. Just you know, you pay that's me a little, and I'll be quiet, right? They're gonna so, settle. So if he goes, if he goes through with, with everything and, and the other parties are basically found guilty, then I think he does have a very good chance to get another head coaching job. Uh, if, it, if they settle or, or it's the other way around and, and they say the floor, you know, courts say that Flores is an idiot and was lying the whole time, then no, obviously not. He doesn't. It'll be interesting with the 
that hundred thousand dollars loss per game that they might try and get Stephen Ross out of ownership there. Like that's yeah, a, that's especially a if you can prove it, right? What is the guy going to hand him a hundred thousand cash? There's still going to be, you know, that's awfully hard to to hide a hundred grand. I I would think. I mean, I'm sure businesses know how to do that, but you know what I mean? Like they still got to get the cash to him somehow if this actually happens. So whether it's cash, a check, you would, you know, you would, you would see a check going through or an e-transfer, whatever you'd be able to find that. And you could, you could hide it underneath something though. You could probably be like, Oh, you got a certain amount of wins when you weren't expected. Right. So, or just hide it in some sort of way, more or less. I would, I would think that you would get like, there was another story with Arizona Cardinals. Now I, there was just rumors they weren't going to pay the head coaches or the coaches their bonuses. So maybe you throw that into your bonus, right? Like it just yeah, said, guess, yeah. said coaching bonus. But mm-hmm. again, that was a rumor. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. But see, I, I don't think he will get a head coaching job no matter what the outcome is. He's a great head co- coach, I think, personally. I don't think he's been given enough shot. But usually when you go and sue against the NFL, your your time is done in the NFL. Like, just look That's at Cap- Kaepernick, too. Like, Yeah, I was going to say, look what happened to Kaepernick. I mean, the guy took a knee. The guy's never seen a, a, a game yeah, ever But he again also ended up the suing NFL. the NFL, too, so before discrimination, too, because he got blackballed, right? And this is probably what Flores is going to happen. He understands, like you said, Yoshi understands that completely. And he will hopefully get a second chance, but it's, it's, it's unlikely to me. They'll just, like I said, they'll settle this out of court, sweep this on the run, move on. And hopefully they might get Steve, uh, Stephen Ross out of ownership and maybe you'll see a black ownership in the, the NFL, but it'll be, it's difficult. Like I think the Broncos for sale now. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, the Jaguars have a minority owner. Do they not? No, shock on is. Well, yeah, yeah or a minority. A minority. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he's a minority. Yeah. I think he must be. I don't know. He, he's got that weird mustache. <laughs> well, I think that um, Flores definitely has, you know, some merit in regards to suing. But like you said, who is well, Jess? I mean, we all know what happened to Kaepernick. I mean, if he did sue the league and he's never saw a game ever again, I see the same thing happening to the, him. I don't see him coaching again. And if he does go coach, I mean, he'll probably go down to the you know, NCAA or something. Or maybe even the college. <laughs> or the CFL. Never know. So why don't you tell us about what is going on in the CFL there, Kev? So what is happening with the, the CFL here is that, um, well, first off, we're going to start off with this uh, Genius Sports. Um, now, these guys were formed in uh, 2016, and they merged with, with BitGenius. They are used in a number of professional sports. I'm going to say like uh, the PGA, NCAA, NASCAR, FIBA, and the Premier League, along with some other soccer leagues, and no other than the NFL as well. I've never heard anyone call it the NCAA. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, It is the NCAA. Yeah, but everyone says NCAA. (laughs) (laughs) I've even heard NCAA before. Yeah. Well, AA. (laughs) That's fun with me, eh? So with this partnership with the CFL, with the data capture management and analysis tools to help run their sport, unlock new revenue streams to protect the uh, integrity of their com- competitor, or sorry, competitions, or fully automated streaming technology, production, and distribution services that help showcase sports to the world. 
So Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the CFL, stated that uh, our partnership with the Genius Sports has a potential to launch new era for the CFL. So what I have to ask you guys here, do you think this group can help the CFL like they've done to the other sports that I've mentioned? And uh, do you guys think that the CFL needs to change some of their rules to make this, um, I guess, a better game? So what does this company do for, for the CFL, Kev? This company is going to do the same thing that they've done for the PGA and the NFL. They're just going to try and um, get them to stream their stream the games to like you know people that wouldn't get the uh, CFL games and be able to bet on the CFL so sports book. Yeah, I mean any gambling will help out any sports revenue team or league. I would yeah. think. Yeah, but it might not necessarily draw real fans, right? Like just gamblers, you, just gamblers. <laughs> like, well, and I'm, I mean, Jesse, you you bet on on some games. Are you a fan of every team that you bet on or every league? Like, obviously, okay, you're a fan of the NFL, you're a fan of the NBA as a whole, but you know, do you care about Portland Trailblazers? I mean, I bet against them. You be, okay, you might <laughs> bet against them, but but you're not a fan, right? Like, <laughs> they're actually not even they're in like tenth or not, so they're still in a playoff chance there but anyway that's neither here nor there i don't i just don't think that although like you said just 100 it will bring in revenue through gambling personally i don't think this is the way that they need to grow their game i don't think this is going to work with this you know yeah okay if they can stream it and they can get it out to other countries and that are interested but remember how the nfl europe went not too good now, NFL, when they go to Europe now, is, is awesome because they get three or four games a year and that's it. So everybody wants to go. But when they had six teams in, in Europe or whatever it was, it was just as good as the CFL. So, in you know, basically the, the U.S. is football. Everywhere else doesn't really care that much about it. Obviously, there are, you know, Canada is huge because it's here. Maybe even Mexico would be the next biggest. And then obviously you're going to have parts of Europe, but it's not as big as it's never going to overtake soccer in other and anywhere else in the world. <laughs> Pretty much North America has all these other sports everywhere else soccer. So I just don't think that by trying to, of course, it's going to help a little bit, but it's not going to change their business or the business wealth drastically, in my opinion. I think they need to grow from the grassroots. They need to get kids wanting to play in the NFL. And maybe that means you got to increase the, uh, the salary caps because the salary in the CFL, right? In the CFL. Yes. What did I say? NFL. Oh, my bad. In the CFL for sure. Uh, Cause the salary caps are super low in the CFL. So, you know, obviously when you want to, you want to be a football player, you want to be a baseball player. And that's obviously it's a passion, but eventually there's like, I want to make millions of dollars doing this too. Right. And if you can only make on average 60 to $80,000 in the CFL, if you're not the quarterback, I mean, yeah, you're still playing football and whatnot, but I just don't think they're doing enough to get kids to want to play their game. And no, I don't think they need to change the rules other than maybe make it a little safer with the, the field goal post in the middle. I think everything else can stay the same because that's what makes it different. Otherwise it's the NFL's little brother. And that's what you want, though. You want you want it to be like that farm system, which it was before when it was fairly popular. Like, if you can make it that that perfect, that's maybe that's the ideal thing. But then you're completely changing the game. Oh well, not 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 changing the game more or less, but you want them to be the farm team 
you also want more teams like this like we've talked yeah. about it before last season a lot there's not enough teams like only like two teams don't make the playoffs or whatever it is like that's well, out of the can whole we league. support that though as canadians right and that's where we got to like i know we did do dabble in getting some american teams before and i'm guessing it was a failure but the only because there's not anymore right the only no. issue too is there's hasn't been an american league underneath the nfl to even survive like you got the xfl that started what was the afl or whatever afl or whatever it was the arena, arena football league, yeah. yeah well there was also one that was started not too long ago either but only lasted one season as well i can't remember what it, what it was called but yeah they had the arena football league which was different and I actually watched a couple games of that. That was, was pretty fun. That's where Kurt, Kurt Warner was. He he got there, right? So more leagues definitely builds more people to watch, and you get to see some people rise to the crop or rise to the top. But it's still this new revenue stream that they're trying to do. It's good, but they got to see profits or else it's not going anywhere, right? Like, well, for sure. like they, they obviously signed a contract. I don't know how many years. It is, but you have to be able to get make a profit, and we'll see. I honestly don't know if it is going to. I think betting on it will help a little bit. There's tons of money to be made in sports books right now, but yeah, like Yosh says, like there's not a lot of people looking to watch anything but the NFL around the world. Right. You know, there's so many players that do nothing after college, right? In in the U.S. after the NCAA. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it begs the question of why, if these guys want to play, why don't they come to Canada and play for the CFL? Is it because of the rules? Is it because it's so. just Canada? They just don't want to come up here. You know, like what are, what, like why is stopping all these great players that are just, okay. What is stopping all these good players <laughs> from making the NFL, but could easily transition and make it to the CFL from coming up here. I mean, maybe for them, it's, it's a cash thing because they're like, well, if I make the NFL, I'm definitely making a million bucks. And if I go to the CFL, I can make 80 grand, you know, I don't know. It's also a roster percentage need to be Canadian players in the CFL too. Mm, fair. Yeah. So that, that, that's also running up that issue, I believe. But so they should, they should lower that then. Because they have lowered it. Like it was before, like at 50% and 45, and I think it's now at 40. It could be maybe even lower. Mm. But they're trying to continue to have Canadian players in there. But the problem with Canada is there's no, there's not really sports scholarships Mm. for the Canadian universities, right? So when you have that, you have lots of people more worried about grades because you can get academic scholarships than you can with sports scholarships i think the universities have to help them out a little bit too in that that way because you're going to get these players that don't have the brains which a lot of football players don't to to play there and you can even argue with what you were saying not making enough cash like football is a brutal sport right you're gonna make whatever sixty thousand dollars or whatever it is to go like ruin your body and, exactly. and you you won't have especially if you're american like you have to pay for your medical care 
I mean, not while you're on the team, but no, but yeah. But yeah, afterwards you will probably be paying for it yourself. Like the, I'm yeah, sure that the insurance for SEFL is not great right, afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not paying their players a whole lot. Why would they be paying a whole lot of insurance uh, yeah. when they go back to the States and they have bum knees and, and everything. So it, it's, there's a lot of issues. You got to raise the cap for sure. I'm fine with where the goalposts are. I get why you're, you think that they, it is a safety concern, but they put pads around it. Well, and the problem is, is if you move it all the way to the back, that is makes insanely long kicks. So it, it changes that game completely then, right? You're, what is yeah. it, 20 yards? The, the end zone, the end zone is 20 yards. So add yeah. another 20 yards. So a 30-yarder is now a 50-yarder. Like that's – you're not going to be very many kicks. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I, I personally, guys, don't think that this group can do a lot for the CFL. I think the CFL definitely needs to change their, their game. Again, 20-yard end zones, man. Do you really need 20 yards to catch a touchdown? I say you put it to 15. I mean, what's what's five yards taken off of it? I'd be okay with 15. Yeah. I mean, their 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 width of the the field is 12 yards wider than a, the NFL. So if it's 12 yards, why don't you just bring it in like six more six more yards on each side? But there's also two 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 more players on the field. Yeah. There's there's more yeah. there's a bit it's a bigger team. It is a bigger team. I understand that there's more, you know, field to the, of play, but I mean what's six yards? I mean, again, six yards is somewhat huge, but I mean six yards is six yards is a lot, man. Like when you yeah, think about how much you're putting now you're you're putting eight guys in the box. Think about that. Now you're putting nine guys in the box because that's the only space, right? But just using as that as an analogy, like everybody's gonna be way tighter together it's it's going to be more difficult to run routes and there's going to be so many picks because guys are just straight up running into each other which is not what you want <laughs> like you know especially in the cfl as a passing game they want guys to be open or be able to run downfield if you shrink it 12 yards man that's a lot of space a lot of space to, to remove from the field i just say there's there's there again there's 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 some rules that they they can definitely you know fix I mean, with in regards to the CFL to make it a more, I don't know, eye-watching to be able to sit there and have, you know, to grab the, the fans to sit there and or grab new fans. But would That's you all. say I mean, that with more spacing, you'd see bigger plays? That's what grabs fans. Like that's what everyone that's why you see all the huge TV ratings when in a closer game where there's tons of scoring, right? And that's what the CFL was more or less before the NFL decided to go more towards a passing game. Right. Right. And if you eliminate those six yards, like Yosh was saying, like there's a lot less space. These guys aren't as talented as NFL guys. That's why they're here. Right. So like you said, you're going to see a lot of bad play or in sloppy play. Like it, it's not going to be to me as good. Yeah. Um, I agree with, with the uh, extra players and, and so on and so forth. Like it's, but we can all agree upon just shrinking off that uh, end zone then. I mean, honestly, guys, who needs 20 yards? You could, yeah, you could shrink it. Five yards, I'd, I'd, I'd be down with. I think, especially when you get closer to the end zone, like they, because you're also a full yard off the ball, whereas NFL, you're right on that line of scrimmage for the defenders, right? But for CFL, you're a full yard off that ball. So there's a lot of more running plays that happen in, in the red zone. I don't know if they call it the red zone there, but I'm, I'm just using it's probably like the yellow zone or <laughs> green zone. 
I kind of like that combo with that CFL there, guys. Appreciate her. I guess we're going to get moving on to MVP segment here. This week's MVP for points and penalties is from one of our favorite teams, the Raptors, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. He ties the longest streak in Raptors franchise history for scoring 30 or more points in five straight games. He now shares that record previously held uh, by DeMar DeRozan. So over the past five games, he has shot 31 to uh, 31 of 60 from distance with at least five three-pointers in each contest. I know, Kev, you want to move the three-point line (laughs) back. (laughs) But no, we're going to keep it this way because our boy is dominating. Yep. And in NBA League history, only three players have had streaks of 30-plus points and five-plus three-pointers over the five-game stretch is Harden, Leonard, and Curry. Pretty fucking top-end names to be in the same conversation with. Alongside, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy to be in that company. And with that, we will discuss on, do we think we won that trade for Powell? You mean giving up Powell for Trent? Yep. at this point we did. I mean, the Trailblazers just traded Powell. Not that that's anything bad against him, but. um, Yeah, it's more of the team not doing so good. Yeah, so, but still, and he's still a good player and he's he's a good commodity that they can move. So uh, good for them to actually do that. And, you know, maybe when they look at it, it's like, oh, shit, we, we gave away Trent. But in the end, we got this guy and this guy and this guy. So, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. Uh, between the Raps and the Trailblazers, hundred percent at this point, we got we got the best of this uh, this trade. I mean, even I guess now that Powell's gone, even in the future, Powell becomes the best player of all time. It's still a better trade for Toronto because, L- or, uh, sorry, because Portland didn't keep him right. If he becomes the best ever, we obviously know he's not going to be the best ever. But well, we would have both lost that trade if that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think Gary is a great player. Um, I'm glad that his hair has grown a little bit so he doesn't have these dangly things in front of his eyes. It, it always drove me crazy with his hair, but <laughs> I, I think this is a good, good He's trade. seeing clear now. Right? Exactly. See? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, no, pretty happy about uh, Gary. I love watching him play, and I thought it was going to be a pretty easy choice to uh, to go with the old Scotty Barnes jersey, but damn, this guy's got – he just signed a three-year contract – you know, beginning of the year. So we got a couple more years to go with them. And I think that, the, that means I you can get a Jersey. 30, yeah. I think the third year is an option though. Maybe, maybe. I think, so like, it, it, but I think we're a young team. So we're, he's going to want to stick around for that time. Anyways. Uh, I've been a big proponent that I, I like Norm Powell a bunch more or less because of the run that he helped this huge six man off the bench there. Yep. Uh, that 2009, 2019 victory to bring home the Larry O'Brien, but I agree with this trade. We have won it at this point. And 
like you said, Powell wasn't playing too bad, but Gary's been off off the charts right now. Yeah. And this is what he was he was he came here to do was shoot threes, get a bunch of points. But he his defense has been crazy good yeah. this year. He's he was he's been top in steals. Like I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but he, at one point he was in the top five in steals, uh-huh. like total steals, not that per game crap. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, he, well, Nick he, Nurse challenged him, right? He's like, I need you to play this hard on offense and then twice as hard on defense. And I don't think he was, he wasn't necessarily up for it, but he's like, what? That's a lot of work, man. And then Nick Nurse <laughs> like, yeah, man, that's a lot of work. So get to it. And it, he's really, uh, you know, transitioned well. And he's, he's a great fucking player. I mean, I think you have to give a lot of praise to Van, Van Vliet there because I think he, he helped him about a bunch because you got those guys both killing it at shooting threes right now. <clears throat> Their starting lineup is is great. Like it's not a big lineup, but everyone does everything pretty everything pretty well for the most part. And they can play multiple positions too. Right? Yeah, yeah. So they run a bunch of different things, and they keep all their bigs on the bench, which is completely strange because you always usually want a big man in there for the paint. But with these guys lineup. <clears throat> I know I said at the beginning of the season, that's what I wanted to see. I was like, I want to see OG. I want to see Gary. I want to see, I, I want to play some small ball. But when they did have some of the smaller guys in there, they were getting out physical, I, I found. But yeah. now that they're getting everyone healthy back, because like, I think it was just like right when Spicy P came back, he was, he was still hurt. He wasn't playing a lot of minutes and he was, he's still getting in game shape. And now he's, he's, he's another guy that's been really ripping it up lately Had a big night. Uh, Friday was it I mean it's every other night he pretty much has a big night like he's been on fire Van Vliet's been on fire obviously with his all-star nod um you know OG's been good even like Boucher's been good and like yeah, even Boucher finally shows up yeah even when Precious has come in as of late he's been pretty good and when you have kind of everybody going it's obviously going to make things better and you're going to trust in your guys more and you don't, you know, you can throw it, you can pass it over to, to precious and you're not going to be too worried about it, you know, or like I watched uh, one of the games and OG missed a corner three. And on the, the next possession, he's like, it was almost the identical place. Like, give me the fucking ball in this three, this corner. I need to make this just so that he can, you know, I can do this, you know, and he did it. It was a turning point in the game and they ended up pulling out the W cause I believe they were down. I think it was against Miami. Oh, that was yeah, that was OG in the OT, and he he uh, he had like five seconds when he got the ball in the shot clock. Yeah, started driving, jumped back, and nailed the three pointer right on DeRozan. Right, that's right. Yes, it was on DeRozan. And then come back to the next possession, and he gets another three on the other side of the. It wasn't a corner. It was like, uh-huh. uh, it was on the side of the 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 three point line. But he still. And he like he hadn't done really much that whole game if you actually look at his statistics and everything like that. Like, he, but he showed up in the clutch. Came up clutch, yep. And all these guys can do it. You know, if one guy doesn't do it, the next guy will. And they're they're playing well right now. Playing well, they're seventh place in the East. We just checked it, so nobody needs a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Which we could use a challenge, or we're all gonna get a fucking minus. So, you guys, better challenge me sometime soon. Actually, no, Kev, you need to challenge Jesse. <laughs> Leave me out of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm taking no part of that at all. <laughs> all right. But so I, 
Sorry, I do ahead, like Kevin. this. I do like this in regards to, you know, Trent coming over uh, with that pal trade. Um, I mean, like you guys are saying, man, this guy's just lighting it up. I mean, you can only get better. Can't get any worse. I mean, you could get a little worse, but yeah, he's, he's killing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like hopefully he does. It, it's a lot harder to go up from there than go down. For sure. Yeah, I had no issues with Powell, but uh, and I wasn't a huge fan of the trade at the beginning. But yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were. No, not a huge fan, man. Because um, I because I really like Powell, but okay. um, I like I thought it was probably too. fairly even, but. I, you know, when you, it's Powell, you're like, well, I don't want to give this guy up. He's part of that championship team. Right. Yeah. Um, but man, nothing so, against Powell, but I give yeah. him up every day for Trent. The way he's would Trent, playing. would Trent right now have a better stats than Powell, even though the Powell got traded? I mean, like who's doing better still? I mean, depends on what you want to like say, like definitely steals. I know that probably points. Yeah, you're gonna, challenge, you're gonna challenge me on that. <laughs> I mean, Trent's playing every. He's a starter, right? Where Norm wasn't a starter, I don't think, in Portland. Not until maybe CJ McCollum went out. Um, but so he's uh, he's gonna get more minutes, which obviously translates to more opportunities, more points. more points. You know. Yeah. Um, my well, guess you could, is you could say too. Gary wasn't didn't start at the beginning of the year either. Well, and with the injuries too, right? So yeah, Gary that was when was we had out. injuries, and then. And then Nurse was like, oh, shit, this guy needs to be. Well, even his own injuries, often. Gary's injuries is himself. Like, he hasn't played every game, right? So, mm-hmm. but I, I would say my guess is I will 100% say that majority of Trent's stats are better than Powell's. That's what I'm going to say. I think Powell will probably have rebounds is what I'll say. There you go. We're giving it to you, Kev. We're giving you opportunity. So good. <laughs> oh, nothing. No, nothing. man. I mean, I already lost one at the beginning of this fucking show. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pre- you did. Pre-game, yeah. Yeah, I always. No, I mean, that's just me, though, right, guys? I mean, that's who I am. All right. So, quickly to finish this up uh, with our MVP and with the Raptors, a uh, little chat here, boys. Where do you guys think the Raps are going to finish in the regular season? Currently, seventh place. I don't. I don't see them making playoffs. Sorry. They're currently in seventh place, and you don't think they're going to make the playoffs? Not at all. You think they'll make the play? You think they'll make the play in? Probably. Yeah. Just okay. like the Lakers, or sorry, the uh, Geriatrics. Yeah, <laughs> that's different side though. So yeah, what's west? So, so you think? So okay, give me a give me a place. So you you don't think they're going to finish in the top eight? So are they going to finish in the nine or ten spot? I'd put them in ten. Oh wow. Okay. I think they're better than that personally. I think they're going to finish right where they are right now. Seventh, Seventh spot, yeah. And they have to do in that uh, playing tournament. Yeah, but they'll play the ten, right? Mm-hmm. They'll play the ten team, so at least they have home home uh, court advantage there. So currently, well, that, that would be the Hawks. Currently, if it ended today, but it doesn't end today. So. I'm I'm going to say they finish in six. Six plays. Yeah, because I think Brooklyn Nets are falling apart. They're looking to trade Hardaway now, it looks like, to get maybe Ben Simmons. Challenge! It's Harden, not Hardaway. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Got one from him, Kev. <laughs> uh, 
shit. You're all right. You're so, you're I will. I will. I, I mess up another name. Hey, because we get down into the scores, you'll see why I'm going to take that one without fucking <laughs> without <laughs> allowing too much bitching. <laughs> uh, but you are right. They are looking to uh, potentially move. Harden. 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 <laughs> the beard. That's what you should have said. The beard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, so besides that point, <laughs> I was thinking about saying six because I see the Cavaliers still falling. They're still up there. They're they're above us and they're up there in fifth. But I think they will continue to fall as the season progressed. They had a pretty easy stretch, and the Raptors had a big stretch where it was tough games and they got it done. So I think they will continue this as long as they can stay healthy and they'll grab that sixth spot and not do that playing. That'd be fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. You'd play, oh no, you wouldn't play the one. No, you'd be fine. You'd be playing the three, right? So, which is Milwaukee right now. But I mean, like, it's still, it's still early. It's still better than who's ever going to be the one. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. So I guess six, to uh, a ten and a seven is what we think. To Gary J- Trent Jr. being our MVP boys. Cheers, Broski. Cheers. Cheers. All right, guys, we've let our loyal listeners wait long enough. We're gonna talk about the goat, Kevin's favorite quarterback of all time. Fuck you, Brady. Mister Tom Brady. It was reported earlier in the week. Uh, it was last Sunday because we were, we were briefly talking about it on uh, last week's episode. That, and, and Jesse mes- mentioned it uh, earlier that Tom, or sorry, that Schefter had reported that Tom retired. Then Tom came out and said, nope, haven't uh, made a decision yet. Even though there was a release post from his verified Instagram account or Twitter account, that said that he was retiring. But he ended up a couple days later, he, you know, he said, oh, I haven't made my decision. He talked to uh, the, the Bucks brass and they said that he said that he was going to take a while to decide still. And a couple days later, he posts on social media saying he's retiring. And his, uh, his time playing football, he can't give 100% commitment to football anymore, which is what he expects everybody to give and that is himself included he needs to spend more time with his family and uh, work on that aspect of his life i mean the guy played 22 seasons he's what is he 40 40 so i don't even know 44 43 44 44 he makes old. it short of that 45 marker that he wanted but damn that's that's a lot uh, it's uh, it's pretty crazy so i call him the goat because that's my opinion but here's some stats for you real quick. Not necessarily the numbers, but he ranks first in all these statistical categories. Wins, Pro Bowl, Super Bowl MVPs, starts, completions, attempts, passing yards, passing TDs, three TD games, and four TD games. Well, your fucking mind. mind, right? Yep. All right. Well, we've been talking about that forever, so yeah, it, it's really not a shocker. No, but it still blows your mind. Playoff ranks first in all of these stat categories. Appearances, game started, wins, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, completions, passing yards, passing TDs, game-winning drives, and fourth-quarter comebacks. He's also first in an, another uh, handful of you know more in-depth uh, type stats. 
which I don't even understand half of them. So that's why I didn't put them on here because <laughs> I didn't need, I didn't need a Jesse fucking challenging me on what a, an EBA is. Cause I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not sure if I do either. <laughs> Damn, I should have put it in there. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see how anybody could say that this guy is not the greatest of all time. If you take his career and split it pretty well in the middle, he could be in the hall of fame twice. You know, between 2000 and 2011, he had 140 and a 41 record, for over 45,000 passing yards, over 330 touchdowns, won 16 playoff games, and won three Super Bowls. That's a Hall of Fame career. For sure. That's one of the best Hall of yeah. Fame careers. Then the next one, 2012 to 2021, pretty much the same record, 138 and 44. 52,000 passing yards, 370 plus TDs. We won 19 playoff games and as a four time Super Bowl champ. Fucking insane, right? So you compare that to a superstar, Joe Montana, right? Our boy, Joe. Everybody loves Joe Montana. Well, maybe not everybody. I like I think most guys. I love him. I don't like the guy from the, the team. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the team yeah <laughs> so compare his hall of fame records and his uh, statistics over his career 133 and 54 losses pretty well the same both times uh, compared to brady Forty-six thousand yards pretty much the same 318 tds pretty much the same 16 playoff games he won pretty much the same and the four super bowls that that joe won pretty well the fucking same so you can easily see here how how Tom could make it to the, to Canton twice. Uh, now I have heard that they are, because he is, it's clear that he is the goat that they may waive, or there's been at least talk about it. And I don't know if it's from hall of the hall of fame or just writers or whatever, but there's talk about waiving the, um, the mandatory waiting period to get in, whatever it is, the four years, five years or whatever it is before five you can years. actually get in the hall. There's there there is talk about waving that because this guy is so fucking good, which is I've never heard of that ever. Like, but we haven't uh, seen a guy why, like Tom. But why would they do that? Just because he deserves to be in there yeah, right man. now. There's there's no votes at all that should be done. With I, I, I understand to him. that. Like he he definitely is going to be in there. Everyone knows that. But like, it just seems weird to change the rules for. Like I know he's crazy good and a different kind of athlete. Well, he, he he's just a different kind of player. But I still think that you got to still do it the waiting period because this waiting period will be crazy because you also got Roethlisberger, who we pretty much all agreed on, will be a first ballot Hall of Famer as well that would go in with him. Yeah. And and who knows? Maybe if Weddle gets his Super Bowl, he'll be in that too. Yeah, I mean, you never know, right? Because he restarted the clock. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> never know. All right, so just a few other fun little things here. So the last time Brady was not an active NFL player, LaBitch James, my boy, was a freshman in high school. The Bucs hadn't won any Super Bowls. The Rams did win a Super Bowl. I'm very sure it was the year before. Mac Challenge. Jones. It was two years before. Ah, Fuck. It was ninety. It was the ninety-nine season. Uh, he was in in two thousand. Brady was. That's the year before. Ooh, Jesse loses another one. Oh, I see. I misread the. Damn it! Ah, Jesse <laughs> loses another one. I thought I was thinking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, you're right. 
I, I, I messed that up. Fuck. Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Jesse, drink it's some a, more, bud. It's a great fucking day. <laughs> 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 All right. So Mac Jones was only one years old. Apple hadn't released the first iPod yet. Uh, the old school Nokia phones. I don't know if you guys remember the ones. That I had one. I had it opened, one. like it flipped open, right? So like yep. you got your, so it opened like this, but you would talk on it with it closed, right? But it would open up so you could text or whatever. That was the one they showed in the picture. Uh, Carlos Santana's Maria Maria was number one on Billboard. The PlayStation 2 was just being released. And Tiger Woods had only won two of his 15 majors. That's how old Tom fucking Brady is. He's not quite as old as Kev, but he's up, <laughs> he's up there. He's close. He's close. All right, Kev, I want to start with you because I know you don't like Mr. Tom Brady. He's fucked you. Well, just that one time was is good enough to hate him. That's, that's, yeah. So <laughs> I got three questions. You can bundle them up how you want to bundle them. Is Tom the greatest QB of all time? Is Tom the greatest football player of all time? And will Tom be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Well, I do give him the goat. I mean, that's why I dislike him the most. I mean, fuck Brady. But, uh, yeah, I put him at the greatest QB. I mean, there are some out there that uh, can be compared. Like you said, Joe Mantegna. But, uh, no, I mean, for the time that Tom's gone through, I think he he is the greatest of all time in regards to to that. Um, being the greatest football player, don't know. I mean, you mentioned it. There's several other players that can be compared or, you know, different spots, you know, your defensive backs or whatever. But I don't see him being the greatest football player. But, yes, he will make the definitely Hall of Fame. Uh, I think with you, Josh, he will not even have to have a ballot. He'll be directly put straight in. Um, I mean, I do know that uh, Wayne Gretzky was that, too. Wayne Gretzky also got put straight into the – to the hall of fame and so uh, having a ballot he was one of those um exempts but um yeah i definitely see tom being there as well i mean he's definitely going to be there but is he going to be on well i guess you don't, you don't even think he's going to be first ballot you think he's going to be put in he, prior yeah he's going to be definitely put in prior for sure huh that's that's a hot take i think uh for sure uh yeah Definitely greatest quarterback of all time, obviously. Greatest football player of ta- all time, I think so. I, you can't argue with what he's done. It's. I, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure that no other player in their respective uh, position is number one in so many categories. So it's, it would be hard to, you know. Right, and quarterback's the hardest position to play in all sports. It's the position. especially In football, it's the position. Yeah, but like they they say in all of sports, it's the hardest position to play because you got to know so much. You got to read. You got a timer going on in your head, man. You got like three or four seconds to get that ball out. If not, you're not really. Tom Tom Brady is like under three seconds. Yeah. He's really, he averages releasing that ball. Right. So he's, (laughs) it takes Dak like fucking 13 seconds though. (laughs) (laughs) Like it'll be interesting to see that hot take if he just gets written in that'd be fucking wild but i still think he needs to take that route the way that they've always done it like even though he's gonna be there everyone knows he's gonna be there um like i said i think he's greatest of all time the rams gave him two super bowls i'm not a fan of that but fuck you brady 
It, it it happens. At least I didn't lose a twenty five point lead. Oh, burn, baby, burn. <laughs> yeah, I, I I gotta agree with you, Jess. It is definitely definitely difficult to um say he's the best football player based on the different positions, but with all the statistical number ones, I think he is the best. Um, he's definitely the best quarterback, no question. And yeah, I got to say that for the hall of fame, he's going to be first ballot and he'll get a hundred percent of the vote. Uh, but I don't think that they're going to just put him in next year. You know what I mean? Or, or in a couple of years, like, I just don't think Kev, I don't think they're going to just appoint him to the hall of fame. If they do, that's crazy. It would be deserved for sure, but I just don't think they'll do it. I think they'll make them wait. No guys, we're going to continue with football. We're going to move on to the Super Bowl. All right, guys, let's get into the Super Bowl. Uh, a little bit of a preview here, and then we're going to get into our, uh, some picks for us here at points and penalties. So the Bengals come in to the Super Bowl being the number four seed in the AFC. The Rams come into the Super Bowl, number four seed in the NFC. Kind of crazy that it's four and four. You probably don't see that too often. Um, it's the lowest seed ever in a Super Bowl. Like, like combined more, seed or? Like – like sort of, I guess you would say the highest, I guess you could say hmm. at eight. Right. Right. Okay. So combined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking wild. Right. But mm-hmm. both good teams, completely different makeup, but good teams nonetheless. Uh, both teams have a chance to be without their number one tight end as both Higby, Jesse's boy and Yuzuma yeah. <laughs> uh, both have MCL sprains, which is kind of crazy that they both have the same injury, same position, both the number one guy, just, both number fours like there's a lot of similarities here between these guys both uh, in the championship game right yeah exactly both injuries came in the championship game exactly exactly um so quickly how how much of an effect do you think uh these two players potentially missing this game is gonna is gonna be huge your tight ends are always big man uh for the rams this uh kendall blanken blank uh blankton I can't remember his name. He's undrafted. Uh, he showed up big. I don't know if you guys saw that one play. I've never seen this in the NFL. I'm, I don't know if it's ever had happened where they do a flea flicker to a tight end screen. Weird. No, I didn't and, see that. And yeah, I went to the Kendall Blant- Blanton and I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that. And he played great. <laughs> Who, who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, he played great. He was, he was awesome. He was the only other tight end left on the field because Higby went out in, and I think Uzama went out pretty early too, yeah. uh, in the first half there. And he did really, really well for not doing much all this year. Like he had his first tight uh, touchdown of the game last week against Brady, beating Brady. The Rams were the last team. They, they, they sent him to, to, to be retired. To retirement. Yeah. <laughs> he was so upset. The, oh, I forgot to say another thing about Tom Brady being retired was Jalen Ramsey had a pretty good tweet. Oh, like, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, he's like, damn, best quarterback ever. And he threw his last touchdown over me. Yeah. And it was a bomb. Good. It was it was a hell of a play. Like, I think he caught uh, Ramsey sleeping, him and Evans. Yeah. But uh, will this affect uh, this game? I think – it, it'll probably affect it both. Yeah, CJ Uzama's huge in the red zone for uh, Burrow and Higby. 
he's an amazing blocker. So that hurts our run game, I think. Yeah, I think it like it will definitely affect it. I think I, I didn't know about your uh, the Rams backup tight end was you know seemed to be maybe a seamless transition. Uh, he probably doesn't have the same uh, amount of talent as Higby does, but uh, with Uzama, you know he's out. But the Bengals have a lot of good receivers. You know Boyd Higgins and then of course Chase. And so I feel like they'll just use the wideouts a little bit more. Um, as opposed to to the tight ends, obviously the blocking is a big thing, uh, but hopefully, hopefully one of the backup to TEs can can block. But. I think it's Sample is his last name, and he's he's more of a blocking tight end anyway. So okay, he so just the, he he just might not be an offensive threat. And with how the Bengals O line is playing, they just might use him as a six uh, six mm-hmm. O lineman. Yep, and that would be fine too, right? But so I think it, like you said, it'll de- it's definitely going to make an effect uh, for both teams on the way they are playing. Uh, and, uh, but I don't think it's going to be a considerable, you know, you're not going to see one team lose because they couldn't get their ball to the proper tight end. Right. All right, guys, picks. It's that time. Picks and hot takes. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I took them last week to beat the KC chiefs. I was wearing my toque and I basically just can't cheer for the Rams. So I'm going for the Bengals. I'll be wearing my toque loud and proud next week. And uh, I'm hoping Smoking Joe can, uh, can throw up a couple touchdowns and a couple hundred yards to Jamar Chase because that's my hot take. Jamar Chase, two TDs and 200-plus yards uh, next Sunday in the Super Bowl. And the Bengals are getting a W, the Striped Kittens. You can hear a little kitten in the background right now. And uh, that's, uh, that's a shout-out to the Bengals right there. There's not a chance that's happening with Chase. Ramsey's yeah, man. Ramsey's gonna be all over him. He's gotta catch him, man. Can't he's gonna catch him. he's gonna he's gonna show him what it's like to be in the NFL. He's gonna push him off a spot. No. I'm more worried about T. Higgins because I know Rams just gonna shut him down. Not not even worried about that's a that's a terrible take. <laughs> <laughs> that's hot, man. It's hot. It's gonna come true. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh shit. All right, Jess. So who do you got then? <laughs> Obviously, I've been <laughs> preaching this from the beginning of the season. The Rams are going to win this. I wanted last week to play the Bengals. I picked them to win. You did. They won. Uh, that tourney, I didn't pick them, but I definitely picked them last week because I was just like, let's. I just want to see this in the playoffs. And let's not start his career off like Brady because, like I said, he, he looks a lot like Brady. He rises to the occasion and hopefully he holds on to that ball like he was doing in a Tennessee Titans game. And I saying the Rams get the 10 sacks, one more than the Titans and set that record. And wow. you got, you got AD, you got Vaughn Miller. Yeah. I like this new guy, Greg Gaines. He's, he's big, big white boy. He's, he's country strong. <laughs> <laughs> big country. <laughs> he, he looks really good. Uh, I like him a lot. And then you got your boy Floyd. Mm, I, think he, I think he might have the time to go after him uh, as long as they can stop the run, which I think they can do. But I believe the Rams will be eating some sacks this next Sunday. Hmm. Hmm. I also have the Rams, Jesse. Ooh, there you go. Down. Finally coming aboard. Here we go. <laughs> Cal, you uh, finally made a right decision, according to Jess. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I got, like I said, I got the Rams. I just don't see the kitty cats doing anything about uh, with Burrow or whatever doing uh, or having a chance to win Rams all the way. And my uh, hot take is going to have a cup winning the Super Bowl MVP. That's a good take. That's a very good take. I mean, it's hot for sure. I don't think it's as bold, but I think, I think he, he, he will get it just the way he's had a, do you think he's gonna get Super Bowl MVP too? I think he might, yeah. I don't I don't think it's possible, man. Unless he does something like on a special teams or something like that. No, like well, look at even his if he yards. gets five touchdowns, exactly that means Stafford gets five touchdowns. But like, but think but that's that's way more crazy that a wide receiver did all that. Fair enough. And and it's like what Kev's just said, the yak yards. Like this guy was the leader in yak. He beat out Debo Samuel for the year in yak yards. Like, yeah. I this mean, guy does it everything. He does blocking. He does run after the catch. He does the receptions, the amount of receptions. He gets all the TDs. Like, like I was telling you before, like he, he has had the best wide receiver season ever. Yeah. 100%. And we were talking about this. Like, even if you get rid of that 2000 or sorry, the 18th game in this season, he would still have the most yards ever combining this the regular season and the postseason that's how good he is and he would have the most uh, receptions he doesn't have the tds because rice went fucking wild in the playoffs so that it, that is what it is but he 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 can tie it he's two touchdowns away from tying that record well if he gets five then he'll beat it then maybe he deserves to be the MVP. <laughs> I think if he gets two touchdowns and like a, over 100 yards, he, he wins the MVP. You think? Yeah. I mean, what if Stafford throws six touchdowns and no picks? Then you don't think that that's a better MVP Then, then yes, I, I agree. I agree with you there, but I don't think that's going to happen. The fact of the matter is it's going to be the fucking Joe Burrow is going to win the MVP. He's winning the Super Bowl. He won the Heisman and he won the fucking national championship. He's going to win three of them out of the, uh, in the last four years. And yeah, it's going to be Joe fucking Burrow. Well, <laughs> hey. But it looks a bit here. You know what? I'm going to challenge you on that. Oh, fuck. He won it in three years. If he wins the Super Bowl, not four. The Heisman, yeah. the Natty and the Super Bowl. If he wins it, it'd be in three years, not four. Wouldn't it be four years? Cause he played last year and didn't do anything. Because he broke out his knee, and then and then he was and then he was in the natty when he got drafted. What? The natty when, was before last year. He played in the NFL last year. Yep. Right. Yeah. So he'll he'll have done the Heisman. Oh, the Heisman is the same year as the fucking natty, right? It was the same year. Yeah, I believe 2019. so. Twenty nineteen is when it was. I saw that too. There was like two of them that he had. Um, yeah. So the three things in three years? Hmm. Fuck. I hope I'm not giving a point back here. Well, we'll have to see what uh, Pedro has to say about the other one. But speaking of which, we guys are looking that up. By by Pedro not being here, I will state that Pedro's also taking the kitty cats. Yeah. So unfortunately, he didn't give us a hot take. He's but... a bitch. That's why <clears throat> he didn't want to take a fucking stab at anything. But he has the the Bengals to to win it as well, so we're you know, Josh got Bengals, 
Pedro's got Bengals. Jesse and I both have Rams. So it's going to be a great game, though, guys. Can't wait to watch this one. I think it's going to be pretty fun, man. I mean, even if even if it's not, I'm still going to have fun just chirping Jesse all night. Even if the <laughs> fucking Rams are winning, I'm going to have fun just chirping Jesse. I'm still going to sport my Crumpler jersey when I show up. <laughs> the Jesse with the fucking disgust. On. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, guys, we got one more uh, major topic here to cover. It's our penalty box. And I mean, true to this week's episode, surprise, surprise, it's about football. The Washington football team on this past Wednesday had plans to announce their new name after a couple long years of trying to figure it out after being the football team, the football team for a couple of years. Crazy. We're just a football team. I thought that was a little goofy. <laughs> but they wanted to make sure that they got their, their pick right, their team name right. And they were going to do it this when, this past Wednesday. And they did. They did release the name. But unfortunately, there were a few leaks to this name. Uh, former Washington football team quarterback Joe Theismann said in an interview that the team name would be the Commanders and that he thought the fans would like it going forward. Social media obviously went crazy over this because it was a leak. And then Joe later stated that he didn't know what the team was going to be called. And he was just speculating. In a second uh, leak, there was a video that was taken from across the street from the Washington stadium. And as the video zooms in on the office building, you can clearly see some signs or something to that effect that say commanders. So again, leaking that this was going to be their team name. So they end up coming out with it. They show the, uh, the unis and all this and they're now where they're commanders. And, you know, some people have said that they look like uh, the, the Washington commanders look like an XFL team uh, that, what do they say? That XFL team that got promoted because the, to replace the Jags who got demoted to, to the <laughs> XFL, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Um, but Sunday night football play by play announcer, Al Michaels said this about Washington football team's new name that people will get used to it and they'll be calling them the commies, but that's the risk you take when you change the name of a company and that I laughed and I laughed when I saw that because he's a hundred percent right. They're going to be called the commies. What else are you going to call them? You know, well, you have to shorten that down too, right? Like right. the Washington commanders, like that's a lot of characters. It's a lot of, na- a lot of letters for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, commies is definitely going to be it for sure. I <laughs> yeah. would think. So you're it'll be have... funny because it's Washington. Yeah, I'm <laughs> exactly. change the name again. Yeah. It'll help out all those conspiracy theories of that, that Washington is full of commies. Well, I, I saw another, uh, I saw another uh, post or a meme that was like, what a horrible name. You just went from, uh, you know, calling your team by an, uh, you know, some indigenous slander. And now you're calling your team the, the by the name of the people that killed these indigenous from back oh, in the day man, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly right <laughs> and i'm like oh that is that's a tough one i wonder if i wonder if the football team thought of that so 
They're no longer the football team. They had the, the time. They had the time. To they had the time. You could have chosen anything. You could have chosen like they could have been the Washington politicians, and it would have been a better friggin' uh, team name than than the. Uh, it'd be pretty controversial. So, uh, it would be because... for sure, obviously. But 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 it's, it's still. still there was the the ones that were coming out. There there was a lot to do. They wanted to stick to something that was something to do with the military. Military esque, yeah. And I don't understand that, but whatever. That, that was what they wanted to do. And I think they one of them was, was like defenders. Like defenders. I saw I heard admirals. That's not controversial though. No. No, exactly. I, I think you could go get away with that. It's not good, but <laughs> but it's it, it doesn't get this kind of outcry, <laughs> like you just said. I didn't even think about that. So do you think then that this is like, do you like the new name? And do you think it was a good choice whether you like it or not? No, I don't think so. I mean, this is about as bad as the Cleveland um, baseball team that uh, changed their it's name, not, too. I mean, see, I don't mind the Cleveland Guardians that much. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not like amazing, but it's solid. No, no. I, I, I just like both of those names. I don't like this one. And I honestly think that they're going to change their name again. Like, if they're going to honestly uh, put on that, as what you mentioned, Josh, is their nickname possibly. I mean, come on. I mean, do you really want your team to be called that now as a nickname? I don't know. So I can see them changing this name again. Ah, that's a hot take. I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to be changing it. No, oh, man, if you're going to obviously, obviously, I mean, if they're going to call these guys as the nickname, as you guys uh, have here as the commies, I mean, I don't see that sticking. There's no way that's going to happen. Mm. It probably will stick. It's, it's like the, it's like when you call like the the Dallas Cowboys the Dallas Cowgirls. Like it's it's just it's just like a little bit of playoff words more or less. And being commies like is it's not part of the, their government or anything like that either. It's I I I don't see them changing it. Either do I. I don't think it was. I don't. I'm not particularly fond on the name. I think they could have chose something different. I don't have the answer to what what the team would have been or should have been um but nonetheless i think that they could have made a better choice oh, because, for sure. because of this commies potential yeah. and the whole aspect of uh you know the uh the commanders are were the commanders were the ones that were killing the redskins as you know as what the the, the meme was that i was um or not even meme, just the post that i was referring to so i think they could have made some smarter choices Somebody in that hot head office has got to think about what the team is going to be called. Like we call the dolphins, the fish, right. And that's completely, yep. they're not a fish, but that's what it translates to being the fish, the cowgirls, the cowboys, right. Um, there's a whole lot of different uh, nicknames that people make when it's about the other team nickname. And I, I think you really got to think about that as well. Yeah, I got another, I got another uh, nickname and it, goes inside with what uh, our first topic was when Flores first started at the Dolphins they called it the fish tank that mm-hmm. first season that's a playoff words right there right like yep. it's it, it they were they they were saying that they were tanking the season to begin with uh-huh. so that's where the fish tank came from right so it's mm-hmm. it's just people that are really creative that make up these things too so like with them saying that the commanders then the meme that says that the commanders killed the the Native Americans. At the same time, they were just soldiers too, right? So it it, it doesn't really 
to me, like it's 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 a playoff words on the commies thing and the commanders thing. They're trying to stick to the military thing. Ask like you know, you were just saying. Yeah. All right, so just you you did post here in our little chat. Uh, you sent a little link, and I was definitely wrong on the Joe Burrow. I said four years, and he will do it if he wins the Super Bowl. He'd win the uh, Heisman, the Natty, and the Super Bowl within three years. So I was wrong mm-hmm. on that. You get your plus one, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you get it back? Yeah, you give him one back. So okay, guys. That's our penalty box. A couple more things here to do, and we're going to wrap her up. Uh, so we'll get into our scores. So before we get into this week's scores, uh, we obviously did our NFL playoff bracket, and that is winding up, and Jesse has already uh, won this quite oh, handily. Last week. <laughs> yeah, he already had it on. I had it like after the divisional round. <laughs> <laughs> well and, yeah yeah but second place could have been kevin's had kc1 uh against against the Bengals, and they do i know so. and then you guys all freaking tied so we all tied so jesse won Steve. with 10 out of 12 in the bracket challenge and kevin peter and myself all finished with five out of 12 i guess I that's why jesse's two there. points because i doubled it jesse's upset because we get a point still <laughs> I'm upset because you all shit the bed hard. <laughs> no one gets uh, a minus. Yeah. 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 That's what happens when you tie for second. Man. So, so because of the playoff bracket that puts Jesse uh, plus two prior to today. And then the rest of us are plus one prior to coming in today. But then we also had last weekend uh, we had a little bet between Kevin and Jesse. Kev had bet Jesse one point that, uh, in the Rams and Niners NFC Championship game, Kev said that Stafford would throw two picks or more. He should have that fucking number three on San Francisco. Jesse Bastard. took the bet, and Kev was a fucking millisecond of closing his arms sooner uh, from winning that bet. So that means that Jesse adds another one prior to the show. So he is plus three prior to today. And Kevin, that means you ended up being even prior to today. Woo! Now getting into this week's challenges. Um, so first off, we had Harden Hardaway. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jesse receives a minus one for that. And Josh gets a plus one for that one. Um, we have the... The, the one at the end here with Burrow, which means that Jesse gets a plus one and Josh gets a minus one. And then we also had the Tom Brady uh, draft and we had initially said that I got the point, but then Jesse rebuffed in our MVP uh, uh, break. <laughs> and so this is a hard one because Jesse said it was two years between the Rams winning the Super Bowl and Tom Which Brady being fucked up again. That, that was another goof on my mistake. That's not what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> the fucking Super Bowl for some stupid reason. I'm, I'm all thinking Super Bowl, man. Never <laughs> it's all football taken, so why not? And so I said it was this, it was a year, and in actuality, calendar time, it was only a handful of months, but in NFL seasons, it would have been a season, a year. 
because the season starts obviously after uh, the Super Bowl. So we're unsure of what this uh, this how this point is going. Uh, basically, it's it's a matter of I think Jesse's going to get a minus one for oh, I'm sure. Defi- I'm definitely wrong. But I'm it's whether wrong. I get a one or a zero. I guess would be mm-hmm. or I, would it be a zero? I guess you wouldn't get a point because right. Well, or you would get a minus. You get a minus, or you get the point. It wouldn't be a zero, right? Yeah. Right. So we just got. We, we asked Peter because even though he doesn't have the internet to fucking do a Zoom call, he can still text. <laughs> so we've asked him, but he says he's not active until the 50 man, 53 man roster, which wouldn't be until September. That's still less than a year. That's still though. less than a year. I don't know. Kev, you're the only bipartisan here, man. You got to make a decision. It's either I get a plus one or I get a minus one. I gotta give it to you, Yosh. <laughs> oh, Jesse, yeah, fucker. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I mean, I appreciate it. We, well, we can revisit this over the uh, it, over the week. It, 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 it is a questionable issue too. Yeah, it is. Like it totally you, is. I mean, it's either a total bosh in regards to this one doesn't even matter because I mean, uh, they, if you're both somewhat right and you're both somewhat wrong, then I'm definitely wrong. <laughs> Then, the and if that. you're definitely wrong, because right, but I, I but I again I said the completely wrong thing. I was thinking right. Well, then, so, then I should go to Yosh. No, but but what he's saying is that he was wrong, but I might have been wrong too, depending right. on how we we're looking at. It. Like I said, the, the next year, had I said next season, I would 100 percent won. Mm-hmm. But because I said the next year, where so I that implies calendar, calendar year versus NFL year. Yeah. Well, and Peter says the active roster. Like, mm-hmm. I I guess what he's saying. Because you did read it as active roster, you mm. would be right that he would have, and he would have to be able to. If you're saying active roster, you're saying he has to be in the game too. But he was the backup. Well, player. as long as he's so like backup QB, he, that's he, he was going to be starting that or not starting in that game, right? So like, there's not a chance like you're going to roll in with only one QB, right? So, All right. So for now, let's we'll count it as my point, and then let's let's visit it over the week here and chat about it and figure it out. And I'm fine with taking a minus later on if we deem that that I was incorrect as well. That's, I think that's the only fair way to do this. We actually have to look into this a little bit more and not waste our loyal listeners time by gabber yakking. <laughs> all right. So all said and done after today and the playoff bracket, Peter, his season totals, even though he wasn't here, somehow he ends up plus three. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all shit the <laughs> Kevin, you were a plus one and a minus one for today, including the bra- not today, but including the brackets in your dumb bet. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> a dumb bet. That fucker should have caught the yeah, ball. Yeah, it wasn't a dumb bet, no, but I'll, I'll agree that uh, a lot of – there was a lot of drop passes in that game on both sides. Ramsey dropped two picks. One could have probably been a pick six. And Cop dropped one, which I was shocked. And then Ben Skoranek dropped a touchdown pass in the end zone. So like everyone was eating popcorn before the game. That's all I saw. And there was a couple of San Fran receivers that dropped the ball too, but they weren't huge gains. They were like, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. So they're only like within five yards. So the line of scrimmage. (laughs) All right. So it, it seems that Jess, you are still in the lead for our season totals with a plus four. Did I do that right? You're plus three. Minus two, minus, plus one, which is four. Pete is in second with a plus three. 
Uh, I jumped up a bunch today with a potential uh, <laughs> question mark with a ended up with a minus one on the season. And uh, Kev, you stayed pat because you said you weren't fucking challenging, bitch. And uh, <laughs> you're at a minus four. But uh, yeah, it was just me and Yosh because yeah, he was catching me fucking up. Oh, me fucking up against the challenge, but at least I am challenging. There you go. I'll wait, give you we, that, Jess. We we need to too bring bad, in the statistics bad. of who's challenging. Ooh, that'd be good because then we can start Ooh. really railing on Peter for being. Successful. I still there like the fact go. that if you have the less alcohol content, you deserve a minus. I mean, as long as everybody's good with us going to the liquor store and looking for the eight percenters every week, and we're not giving any love to the five percenters, then Ooh. I got a nice one for. I'm holding off on one, just for. This, you know, this season would be out of hand because I already won a few. <laughs> <laughs> that was the case. <laughs> I, have, I have one that, that's going to blow everybody away. Just a matter of when I'm going to pull I it. I got to get something for the Super Bowl for you guys. Like the last time we had a Super Bowl party, I had it for celebrating. I just drank it by myself because of a poor showing by the Rams. <laughs> but- <laughs> you had to get fucking wasted. Like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I fucking hate the Rams. <laughs> I was a little, I was a little upset, but I, it quickly changed. It, I know, like it. It was also Bill Belichick, so he probably cheated around there or something like that. <laughs> and uh, that was one of the games that Brady shit the bed, and we didn't take advantage of it. But he does that often, and he still wins. So it's the kind of quarterback he is. Fair enough. All right, Kev, how was your drink? It was a top dog today, tied with me. How was my it? Uh, my facts royal strong, eight percent was good, man. I mean, surprisingly good. I mean, I thought this thing was just gonna taste horror awful, but no, it was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, I might actually um, support this one again. Jess, how was yours? How was your bitch beer, Jess? <laughs> my other danish beer way to get with the program there yosh hey i'm local boys i stay local all right you, you gotta get the dane the dane beer i'll give you the benefit of the doubt with the danish beer because you're you're fucking got some danish roots but kev you gotta stay local bro hey man i saw it and i liked it i mean i don't know said strong beer had eight percent on it like i'm in yeah that, i've had that one a couple of times but I, I prefer the premium one. I know it was only 5%. Yes, it was the bitch beer today. But it's still one of my favorites. And I will continue to get this. I might get it for next week with you guys. Huh, look at you. Huh. Then I'm Just to show my, my support for my roots. And it was a good deal. It's a really good beer. It is good. I mean, surprisingly. Really good. Surprisingly. <laughs> Yosh, how is your... Tied for top dog. Tied for top dog. My uh, a, lot of, a lot of ties this week. For some <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My fermentator double IPA from Furnace Room Brewery at a Georgetown. Pretty fucking good. As I said, it uh, had a little bit more um, of the citrusy, fruity taste, which I do like in a beer. And this one was uh, top notch. It's eight percent, as you said, Jess. It was tied for the lead today, so definitely not the bitch. Um, I'm gonna stock the fridge with this one. Actually, I like it, and found a couple, and I'm a wee bit tipsy, so you know it's all right. It's yeah. all right. Worked out for you today, didn't it? It did work out. Yeah, 
I can't usually like the more I drink, the less the worse I do. But today I've happened to work out. That was see, that was the problem with me. I was the bitch here and I yep. fucking struggled. See? I kind of like that. What you can look I gotta like. get the I gotta get the most content or at least some content. <laughs> okay, so for everyone here at Points of Penalties, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Please give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.